Let us pray. Oh God, we ask that you let our souls be still. I know we keep saying this, but I know at this time, it seems like our, soul, our souls are more still than they ever have been. So God, we ask for a movement of your spirit to be with us as we worship here together in many different locations. Let us hear your word. And let us have that encouragement that even through this time that you are with us. So God, we pray that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart here be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. So Trace and I, we were uh, talking this past week, and it, it's weird to think about that this is the fourth Sunday in a row that we haven't have but haven't worshipped with you. Uh, we were here the first Sunday of March, and then we went on our little trip and had Kathy Partridge here on the uh, second Sunday of March. And then this is our third uh, Sunday where we have done this remote worship with you. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's bringing my soul down, to be honest with you, because I, I love being in this sanctuary with you. I saw this funny video that I'll, I'll share later on YouTube of, of the pastor before, uh, the pastor the first Sunday back after the coronavirus separation happens, and it's a picture of uh, a video of Chris Farley running down an aisle at the, uh, the, the late show, and it's just, it's just funny to watch, and I know that's how we'll be when we're finally able to get together. Uh, one quick note, uh, either this week or next week, we'll be making special deliveries for you for Holy Week. Uh, we have purchased uh, some boxes, and uh, the staff and I, uh, we've been planning uh, worship for uh, Palm Sunday, for uh, maybe Monday, Thursday, but definitely Good Friday, and for Easter Sunday. And I'm hoping by tomorrow night we'll have full announcements of, of everything that we'll be doing starting next week, which is hard to believe that next week begins this movement in Jerusalem towards Christ's death and resurrection. But really, today is the day that we start that, that move to Holy Week. Uh, Jesus is making his way to a town called Bethany, which is just about a mile and a half, two miles right outside of Jerusalem. As a matter of fact, it's on the other side of the Mount of Olives where, where Jesus prays uh, before he is uh, taken into custody. Uh, we hear in our scripture, our gospel lesson today, that this is where Jesus was with a family that he was very close with, uh, a gentleman by the name of Lazarus and his sisters Mary and Martha. Mary and Martha are, are characters that we have heard uh, other times in Scripture. We've talked about them even this year, uh, the importance of, of those two as Jesus was talking about how important it is to really focus in and listen in on God's Word. So uh, in order to kind of take you there, since we're stuck here, I uh, took some pictures when we did our Holy Land trip last February, and I thought I would bring some of them with you. This is a uh, sign of the uh, tomb of where Lazarus was, was laid. Uh, this, this is a place right above the entrance where you walk down 24 
uh, stone carved uh, steps to a landing spot. And then you can look down into the tomb. We'll see that picture later. But right outside of this tomb, there are a couple of churches. Uh, this one is right beside of the tomb, and this is the uh, Catholic Church of, of, of Lazarus Resurrection, if you will. And uh, on the side of the church are three very beautiful mosaics of Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. And the next slide gives a, a better view of what those mosaics look at. So you're standing in this courtyard, and... You're, you're looking around and, and you're seeing bits of, of history right in front of you. I, I didn't add these pictures, but there are mosaics from the uh, Crusader uh, church that is there. You can see the original entrance that was uh, cut into the wall that is now a part of the courtyard that is in front of this uh, Catholic church. But what really amazed me was when you walked down those 24 steps and you came to see this. This is uh, what they say is the tomb where Lazarus was laid. And there are more steps right there at the very entrance. And then where that, that light is shining, you could look down into where Lazarus was laid. So, so picture with me, if you will, at, at this time, that Jesus, Mary, and Martha, and others standing around this place, and Jesus calling for Lazarus to come out of the grave. There are three things that I wanted us to think about as we looked at the scripture this morning. First, uh, the shortest verse of the Bible is located in this particular section of the gospel. And it's just two words, that Jesus wept. Now, there, there are two different ways that we can take a look at this Jesus weeping. First, we see that when we hear the word wept, Jesus isn't wailing or moaning. But those around during this time would have people stand and wail and moan for several days after somebody would die because of, of the, the amount of feeling of anguish and grief. But, but Jesus came and he stood in front of this tomb. And very simply, it says that Jesus wept. That, that Jesus saw and knew the pain and anguish of those around him. Jesus saw and knew that, that the death of Lazarus was, was so intense for them that, that he felt moved. And it's a reminder for us that even in this time of separation, we, we wonder maybe where Jesus is, but I guarantee you, my friends, that Jesus is right here with us in our midst. That, that Jesus is weeping with us, but he sees our tears. He's touched by our tears. And, and even when, when all of this is all over and, and we able, we're able to go back into our, our normal everyday routine, we may have a tendency to forget what, what has happened during this time, but God will always remember our tears. And God will act in a way to dry 
our tears. Now, if you're like me, I can sit there and chuckle and go, well, Jesus could have done something about this. Jesus could have easily come and shown up a couple of days before when, when he received word that Lazarus was sick and healed him of all of this so we wouldn't have to go through all of this. I'm reminded of a song by Rich Mullins who uh, shortly before he uh, died, he was writing an album uh, called The Jesus Record. And, and on this record, there, would be, there were supposed to be 12 songs about who Jesus is. And in the middle of this record, one of his songs, one of the ones that I like to listen to over and over again is a song called Hard to Get. And in this song, he, he basically is talking to Jesus about moments of trial, moments of, of difficulty in our lives. And he writes these words. Did you ever know loneliness? Did you ever know need? Do you remember just how long a night can get? Where you, when you were barely holding on and your friends fall asleep and don't see the blood running in your sweat? Will those who mourn be left uncomforted while you're up there just playing hard to get? He answers a question later in the song. And he says, I'm reeling from these voices that keep screaming in my ear all the words of shame and doubt, blame and regret. Oh, I've lost it here. Darn it, where did it go? <laughs> it had, what Rich is saying here, he's saying, you know, oh, here he is. And I know you bore our sorrows. And I know you feel our pain. And I know it would not hurt any less, even if it could be explained. You know, we want to have explanations. We want to have answers for, for what is going on around us. I, I think that's one of the most things, one of the things that I see the most uh, through social media, through news articles, is that we don't have the answers to why we are going through what we are going through. But the fact of the matter is, if we knew the answers, I think we would still be in pain. We would still feel that sorrow. And Jesus gives to Mary and Martha the words that I think we need to hear today, especially as we come close to Holy Week. Jesus looks at Martha and says, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? You know, Martha goes on and she talks about how she believes in the resurrection. That she has standing in front of him the embodiment of resurrection. The one who will die, the one who will suffer, the one who will be laid in the tomb himself and raise himself from the dead. See, Jesus reminds Martha and reminds us even today that because Christ is the resurrection, we too will rise again with him and we will have that life with him. So we may be like Lazarus right now. We may feel trapped. 
we may feel that in our innermost beings we are dead. But my friends, Jesus calls us to life. And that may be hard to uh, understand and to realize being trapped in our homes. We, we, but we still hear that call from Jesus to come alive, to feel God's presence within our homes, within our lives. So our challenge now is how, how do we do that? How do we come alive while we are separated from each other? Well, friends, it's easy. Come alive with those that you are with. Share in, in moments of joy with your family. Come alive by, by spending time in Scripture and in prayer. Come alive in writing notes to people that you are not in contact with right now. Come alive by helping and sharing Christ's love in intangible ways as we are here apart. My friends, I'm looking forward to worshiping together again. I am looking forward to that day where, where the uh, CDC will finally say, come out from your graves, where we can worship with one another again, where we can enjoy life together. But I pray that we don't forget that this time allows us the opportunity to, to be connected in different ways, in ways to share Christ's love with those that are closest to us, with ways to share Christ's love to those who are in need and who those who feel hopeless right now. Let us pray. Oh God, we know that we have had this promise from you, that you are the resurrection and that you are life, and it is through your life that we have life. It is through your life that we are able to, to live in the strong and unshakable kingdom of our God. And no matter what happens to us here, we know that we can always lean on you. So God, strengthen us, guide us, and lead us. And we pray this in the name of the one who loves us and cares for us, Jesus our Lord. Amen.